Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Welcome to the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. If you're listening on Jack's radio, hope you like the song we just played. I have no idea what it was. Um, my name is Jay, joined by Aaron, no Troy or Big Tasty today. The inmates are running the asylum. Pop shaggers, let's go. Pop shaggers. <laughs> Shall we, uh, we get started with a little bit of a breakdown in uh, the weekly happenings on TV, mate? Aye, we can go over... We'll, we'll do it in order, so we'll go SmackDown first since it was the last one that happened. Uh, Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman start the show, apparently. It's, they they talk about things because weekly things. D- weekly SmackDown show. Didn't it, like, wasn't the only thing of note, really, that Sami Zayn become number one contender and then, then they overshadowed it by going, Brock's back next week. Yeah, well, these are the headlines, right? So you've got Drew and Jeff versus Happy Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. Oh, that sounds cool. Sounds driven, doesn't it? Fine. Uh, it's fine. Cesaro versus Ridge Holland. It sounds good, but I'm not gonna go back and find out. I mean, <laughs> I, I find it weird they've made Ridge Holland go from being like a big host to just Seamus's son. Every you every person from the UK is the same, mate. Did you know, Ken? That I forgot. I always forget. Oh, I see. See, that's where you, I, they, they give me a bit of hope. Give me a bit of hope, and then they go, "No, real, real Britannia." Even though one's Irish, but it's fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Thanksgiving leftovers match: Rick Boogs versus. I assume this is Angel Garza that is just Angel. called Angel. Yeah. Yeah, that's Angel Garza. Fuck me. Did you know when Garza over Angel? Would that not have made more sense? I don't know, mate. I mean, wouldn't it have just made sense <laughs> to keep his actual fucking name? Or just keep Angel Garza. Or just Fuck like me. take his fucking surname away. How is how is Na- how has Nakamura managed all of these years to keep his whole name? But Angel Garza can't keep Garza. Stupid. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Aye, the Thanksgiving leftovers match. Cool. Get it because it's Thanksgiving. But, uh, I, I, it sounds dreadful. Uh-huh. It sounds awful, mate. <laughs> Speaking of things that are dreadful, Charlotte Flair embarrasses Tony Storm. <laughs> oh, Char- wasn't Charlotte wasn't... Flair always gets the upper hand? <laughs> wasn't it like she threw a pie in Tony Storm's face and then put in, like threw a second pie in her face? Tony Storm just stood there like an absolute dickhead. Yep, yep. Oh, God. I've literally got here, so Storm just stood there after the second pine, didn't do anything about it. (laughs) (laughs) Making new stars, yay. You you love to see it, eh? It's very sad, mate. Anything else other than Sami Zayn or... Uh, Naomi and Sasha versus Natalia and Shane as a thing. Uh, is, Sa- is Sasha a face now? Uh, don't worry about it. Okay, okay. 
and the battle royal that Sami Zayn wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though you definitely don't need to have Sami Zayn win that. Sure. Could have gave any baby face that win, but sure. I mean, it's it's literally so Sammy can get made by Brock next week. Or at day one. And then we get Brock Roman at the Rumble. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, more on that later. <laughs> more on that later. More on that later. Let's go to Raw. Uh, Finn Balor versus Seth. Uh, it's apparently a good match. After Seth got like tackled by a fan the week before. Yes. Aye. Aye. That fan's a, a fucking twat. Aye. Aye. Uh, Rollins had done a promo and then a match happened. Rollins declared his match at day one for the WWE title versus Biggie. Yeah. And then Kevin Owens got added, didn't he? Aye. Kevin Owens got added? Yeah. Oh. Huh. The, so, so it's a triple threat. It's the triple threat now. Oh, oh. which is interesting because Kevin Owens' contract is up literally like that day oh. or that week. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, we're doing a live watch along, aren't we? Yeah. Probably, yeah. yeah. I, I reckon Kevin. I reckon Kevin Owens is probably gonna. Uh, probably gonna like have a stipulation added into that saying if you if you lose, you'll like leave WWE. Well, because the contract's expiring. Because the contract's expiring, yeah. That's a show, actually. And uh, they'll, try, they'll try and compare it to, like, the punk scene, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, RK Bro versus Dirty Dogs for the road tag titles. Again. <laughs> I, I saw a picture of Randy Orton with a wig on. I don't know if he dressed as Riddle this week. I genuinely couldn't tell you. I'm, yeah. <laughs> is that a thing now? said that. Oh gosh. Um, it was on a thumbnail on Fightful to be fair, so it could have just been a bit he did in the back. Well, that's true. Um Edge returns again. Yeah. So Edge, <laughs> Edge did and the Miz basically tried to recreate the Punk and MJF promo from AEW. And right, so obviously I'd heard they'd referenced it and I watched it back. And I'm sorry, but it was naff. It was, it was, <laughs> it, if it hadn't have been like as, the Miz, <laughs> no, not even if it hadn't have been the Miz, if it hadn't have been like a week after MJF and Punk, yeah, like they just it obviously was, it went was blat- for it. it. Let's face it, it was blatantly in response to MJF and Punk, yeah, even to the point where Edge referenced it, uh, obviously referenced releases, um, which is they've both been, um. Those Lib Morgan re- reference their releases as well, and both. Oh, sit- because all her mates get released, so Becky Lynch can have the big money contract. Yeah, was what the reference was because I watched yeah. that as well, and I just laughed. And, and they've, sin- they've since way. edited it out because a lot of wrestlers backstage thought it was in bad taste. Oh, I wonder why. Oh, yeah. oh what a Who'd have thought that Who'd bringing have thought? up their friends losing their jobs? Was in good taste. Fuck me. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else happen on Raw? I've been slapped Austin Theory. Uh, Street Profits versus Alpha Academy. Didn't care. Sorry, we're not talking about that. Damien Priest versus Apollo Crews for the US title. Apparently. Oh. Uh, 
Yeah. This sounds this sounds riveting stuff. Yeah, Mysterio's defeat Cedric Alexander, Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I assume it's something to do with Bobby Lashley appearing. There's nothing about Bobby Lashley. There was a video package about Bobby Lashley that they had on YouTube. Uh, is that is that all Bobby Lashley oh, got? Even though the that's all he got is, that week. Even though the feud is the Mysterios and Bobby Lashley. But, yeah. Uh, and uh, this 10 women tag, even though Survivor Series has just been, but a 10 women da- tag to show who can lead a team to victory. They could have literally put that on Survivor Series. Rather than having Raw versus SmackDown. Yeah. They could have you know, like, just like done traditional that. Survivor Series, yeah. like planning. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Yeah. Right. What, what else? What have we got for NXT, mate? Uh, well, finally, you get Biggie for Kevin Owens in the main event of Raw. So there you go. Yeah. Where basically Kevin Owens, I know the finish of this because that, that's why I knew Kevin Owens was in the match. Kevin Owens attacked Seth Rollins. So Seth would attack him to get himself disqualified. So he got, so he beat Biggie. So he got added into the triple threat match. Right. Okay. Got to keep wow. the champion strong. Wow, look as strong as I not the word to use in that, but yeah. Sure. But bully, bully Ray's already saying that he's an afterthought in this feud, and he needs to just put the belt on set if they're gonna do that. Which... Biggie does not feel like a WWE champion. I'm sorry, Biggie deserves better. He deserves, he does deserve better. Uh, next up, NXT 2.0. Uh, as it's, it's one of the few shows we still do a weekly podcast, weekly. <laughs> But how, uh, how was it this week? Was it, uh, uh, um, was it, it a show? It was a show. <laughs> okay. I know. I know. Troy loved it. And scared of people shushing him. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he shushed people. I had a laugh at that at his expense. Uh, we got the opening match, was the advantage ladder match. Babyface Kaylee Ray defeating Dakota Kai. Definitely a baby face. Hayley Ray isn't a baby face. She is a baby face. You know it. I know it. She's on the baby face team she's in our game. She's a baby face to us. She's, she's the baby face. Because she's boss. We're she's not a baby face. Wacky room baseball bat thing. Um. <laughs> Hayley Ray. <laughs> oh. um, Beth Phoenix said something about a baseball bat and it was funny. Oh, the super kick at the start of the match, I think it was, was, oh, she came out with a baseball bat because her gimmick's a baseball bat, Jay. Get it? Uh-huh. A gimmick sting. <laughs> but her, her bat is just a super kick. So. <laughs> or would she be sting because of her accent? Sting. 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 <laughs> Uh, we get Cameron Grimes versus Andre Chase. It was a very quick um, match to build up the hair v hair at War Games. Basically, it was, and then we saw awful photoshops. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Oh, they love doing that, don't they? Oh, they love a good photoshop. It's fine. Uh, Braun Breaker and Johnny Gargano uh, promised to leave teams behind for the main event, so it's just one on one. That's fair. It builds it up. Uh, number one contender match, Legado del Fantasma versus, um, I don't have a name, so I didn't think of this, uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. Um, it, it was an all right match. The finish was a bit naff, though. It just, 
it got a shit at the end, basically. The, it, it sped down very quickly at the end. Fair enough. Um, Joe Gacy hosts all inclusive invitational. He gets through the white the vanilla midget boy to begin oh, with. No, no, no. It was a three on one handicap. He got through the first one, which was just some jobber. Uh, there was a woman that was going to fight him next, but then Diamond Mine came out and interrupted that. Uh, it was nothing. It was pretty naff, to be honest. Again. I, I saw him. I saw him like made that Roderick Strong with the clothesline. Yeah, Roderick Strong basically need this big boy that was on the corner. That was maybe the third person that Joe Gacy fought. But after that, then Joe Gacy murdered him with the clothesline. Um, then we got Solo Sokoa versus Idris Anofi. Solo Sokoa was definitely winning, but Idris Anofi, well, he did get promising moments. Like You know he's going to be a future star because he actually got some sort of offense in. Yeah. Uh, Andy Harrell versus Persia Parota versus Eliza Leon and Valentina Feroz. Just get this in the bin. I don't want to talk about it. It was it was wank. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was awful, Jay. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy. Basically, I'm... how they won the match, right? Is Persia Perotta was waiting for the tag. Andy Harrell's daydreaming, so she got put in a sharpshooter or a Boston Crab or something. Persia Perotta went. Do this for Dexter. Indy Hartwell instantly got up and got the tag in. I not even a whole cup. Just oh, didn't Tony D'Angelo made the Dexter? Yeah, uh, a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, give her a fish. Yeah. Broke broke her wrist or something. I broke his wrist. Sorry. Mm. Or or her. I'm, I'm just assuming. Uh, and in the main event, we got the advantage ladder match between. The fans decided Johnny Gargano versus Braun Breaker. You got to decide who the people. You got to decide who the reps were for this match. Like Taboo Taboo Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, that was oh, sweet. Obviously, you knew it was going to be Braun Breaker. It was the other one that could have been anyone, but LA Knight. Yeah, yeah. The main event was very like. The issue with the show is you had the two ladder matches start and finish. Like there were bangers. They were both bangers, but in the middle it was just tripe is the issue. Sounds about right, mate. Yeah. And that was your build up for war games. Uh, me and Jay have done uh me and Jay. Sorry, I've just called Troy Jay. Yeah. Me and Troy on our NXT review did a little preview, but we can do one again here. You can Pick people too. Oh, I haven't. I haven't got a clue about what the well, card is. So. I, I've got the card on, on me. Gone completely blind. So right. let's do this. So you've got your hair versus hair match: Cameron Grimes and Duke Hudson. So Duke Hudson already give Cameron Grimes a little bit of a trim, hasn't he? Yes. And he looks he looks quite dashing with that like new look. Yeah. So I I don't think Cameron Grimes is going to lose any more of his hair. I think Duke. And in four weeks' time, Duke Hudson can probably have his hair back to what it was before anyway. Yeah. It's not exactly long, is it? Um, I, I've I've went Duke Hudson. No, no. No, I haven't. I went Cameron Grimes as well, dearest. <laughs> um, tag team match for the tag team titles. Uh, Imperium versus um, Kyle O'Reilly and Von Wagner. I mean, Imperium have just won them. 
Uh, I've went with Riley and Von Wagner, so did Troy. Well, cool. Kyle's contract's up in a couple of weeks, isn't it? Yeah, but they've put a lot of TV time into this mm. team. This unless, who- unless, like, do you just have like Von Wagner doing murder on Cool Kyle? Do it, do it, do it. Or Von Wagner, because he's called Von Wagner, and that's very Germanic. <laughs> Joins Imperium. <laughs> I mean, it could happen, I suppose. Remember when that got trademarked, the people had the fear that they were going to rebrand Walter. <laughs> uh, I mean, it could have happened after Survivor Series 2019. It could have happened. We, we don't go back that far in Walter's career. It's fine. Uh, Roger Strong versus Joe Gacy for the Cruiserweight title. You know, £245 Joe Gacy. Yeah, because it's... He said, didn't he say something about the... Well, we've got some news about it later. Yeah, but it's all about body shaming and... Yeah. All that nonsense. Uh, who you got? I love that I love that you've made it out, Joe Gacy, 100%. Yeah, I, I've, I've got Joe, Joe Gacy. Joe, they made Joe Gacy the heel in this situation. I, I uh, did, I did have Roderick Strong, but the news came out, and it makes total sense. And Troy, Troy, Troy even mentions uh, on the NXT review he thinks we're binning off the cruiserweight title, which it all ties up. So, yeah, because that was Triple H's plan to make it like a bigger deal, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and then your two war games matches. So the women's war games match, uh, Team Kaylee Ray is definitely Team Kaylee Ray of Kaylee Ray, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Raquel Gonzalez. You, do you remember how baby faces were became baby faces because they were heel first? Kaylee Ray, Io Shirai, Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley. They were all heels, Jay. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, fair. fair. <laughs> um, team Babyface versus sure. Team Heel and Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai and Team Heel. Oh, Toxic Attraction and Dakota Kai all the way. I've went Team Babyface. Oh, have you? Aye. Dakota Actually, Kai they, they can use it as a way to... Uh, it's only JC Jane and Gigi Dolan. It's not like they're... They're only holding the women's tag titles. Come on. I was going to say they could use it as a way to kind of like solidify the next contenders. Yeah. I mean, it, there's not a proper team in another team, but. You could no, I, meant, it... I meant for uh, Mandy. Oh, well, or that. Hey, yeah. Kaylee Ray, like, just gaudy bombs Mandy's, Mandy Kaylee... through the side. Babyface Kaylee Ray is taking the title off Mandy Rose, so don't worry about it. Telling you. Uh, and yeah. finally, the men's war games match, Team Black and Gold, which is Ellie Knight, Pete Dunn, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa versus Team 2.0 of Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, Grayson Waller, and Tony D'Angelo. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be like the new guys, isn't it? I've went team 2.0. It's absolutely gonna be the new guys. That's Vince's way of going, look, the new thing's better than the old thing. It's, it's the only way. Gargano was leaving after this. Um, Ron Breaker is pinning Tommaso Ciampa in this match. Yeah, Ron's going to pin Champ- Ciampa, and that's how he gets his rematch against Ciampa. Yeah. Uh, Ciampa's, Ciampa's had time tacked onto his contract because of his neck injury. 
Yeah. Or didn't he have another injury not that long ago? Either either way, he, he had ta- he had some time tapping out onto his contract. Yeah. Um. So they they can so I think his contract will literally be running out around WrestleMania time. So they can literally have like Braun just have his like crown a moment around WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Troy went Kim Black and Gold. Yeah, but Troy's a fucking nostalgic old bastard, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna listen to this. Black and Gold. Oh, oh, I'm not nostalgic. <laughs> not nostalgic, dickhead. <laughs> How dare you speak about me on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, next up, uh, EW Dynamite. I can't remember what happened on Rampage a week and a half ago. Uh, Rampage, sorry. we did get Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia, which was a banger. Uh-huh. Uh, that is true. Uh, and Rio versus Britt Baker, which was also a banger. Which gives you a title shot. Yeah. As well. And I can't remember the other. Oh, um, Adam Cole and Bob Fish versus Orange Cassidy and Utah, which was, again was also a banger. Yeah. Oh, Rampage this week was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Um, as for Dynamite, we got uh, Pepsi Brian, Man versus Lee Moriarty. I, Brian Danielson versus uh, Alan Five Angels, which is good build up for the world title. Yeah, uh, we get told that title match is definitely happening when it's coming. Silver's getting murdered next week as well. Right, Silver's getting island. murdered. What a shame. Uh, CM Punk v Lee Moriarty is a good match, but it's a typical CM Punk match of taking too long. Mm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like the that, fact that he allowed Moriarty the time to kind of showcase what he's capable of. Well, then, are you thankful that he gave QT Marshall the time to show what he was capable of? No, but QT Marshall's like <laughs> a new car salesman, mate. Lee, Lee Moriarty's an exciting young talent. QT Marshall looks like he's in his 40s, like just waiting to like for a few down pay- payments on some cars he sold to people. His. Oh. Sorry, the iron is like trying to kill me. Yeah. My immune but... system's fighting back. I'm sorry. <laughs> Too much rusty water in your, in your blood, mate. <laughs> Um, what what else do we have on the air? AEW uh, Women's Champ, Britt Baker saying Jamie Hayter's facing Rio next week. She had a bit of a, another little bit of a tease that there was a bit of dissension between her and Hayter coming. Um, as long as I keep hearing Jamie Hayter's music and she never changes it, I'm happy. Yeah, that's well true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wardlow defeated a jobber named AC Adams. Which... Which to uh, tease a, an episode of a new series was starting where we watched Bad Wrestling. I think that match was definitely booked by Sunjay Dutt <laughs> because Wardlow <laughs> did four power bombs and Sunjay Dutt, when he's in a, a match where he's just getting mad, that just takes a shit ton of power bombs. <laughs> Here we go. The Gun Club, Billy and Colton versus Sting and Darby. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Show them some respect. Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Oh, sorry, Billy Ass and one ass boy. Yeah. Yeah. The other um, one got mad at the ring's yeah. tied quite early on. The battle of two undefeated teams. Yeah. Uh, I think I call makeup on. Aye. Uh, like school makeup. 
Jericho was backstage and got attacked by 2.0. But Jer- he's in the UK. How did that happen? It <laughs> happened on Friday. Whoa! He was also wearing the exact same clothes he was wearing in the bit the bit he did on Friday. But it must have been live, Jay, because I heard Sting's music in the background. <laughs> really? Yeah, they played Sting's music in the background like it was live. <laughs> How odd. How odd. So so they, they did pretend that's like quite that's quite good planning to be fair. Yeah, they did they did pretend to make it like unless they did it um unless they did it during uh dynamite last week when Sting made the save. <laughs> I and mean, Tony's it just been gone, oh just, shit, we can hear Sting's music. We, we've got to have the segment on next week just yeah. after Sting. <laughs> yeah, Chris Jericho was in a was in Newcastle that day. All right. Uh, Leo Rush comes out on the ramp complaining about Taz after Taz does Scott Steiner math about the time in Battle say, Royal. Taz doing a Steiner math talking about the Dynamite, dynamite does in Battle Royal. Uh, yeah, it, it was a very awkward segment in my eyes once Leo came I out. Thought it, it, just... it was weird because they kind of they tried to push Leo as a heel for like quite a while, didn't they? And then he came out and he caught like a really good babyface promo, but it didn't make sense because they've not like the, the, the thing that turned him heel was us turned him face was Dante turn, like yeah, he turning against him, yeah. And even then, like Dante Martin shouldn't be a heel because he come out and he was just dead awkward. Yeah, it was only, but, it was only that Ricky Starks was like being an absolute gobshite behind him. No, it, it genuinely we, was that like Dante felt like even close to being a heel. And uh, next up was Chris Salander, Ruby Soho, and uh, I thought this TV, was a really good match. TBS tournament quarterfinal, the last quarterfinal. Mm. Uh, Ruby Soho, was that a roll up she won? Aye. Yeah, um, of course it was. The because, big into a victory roll. Yeah, because that's all she wins by is victory rolls. Uh, it's a good match, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, Chris Statlander looked good. Yeah, she did. It's not often we get to see her anymore. So yeah, Ruby did a good job of like making her feel like a big deal. She basically let her kick out of everything. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the crowd were uh, the commentary were like, if this match was uh, happened a hundred times, it'd be 50 50. Uh, uh, not, not, not when there's a tournament happening and Ruby Soho needs to win the match. <laughs> well, they need someone. F- they need someone to fucking beat Jade Cut. Beat Jake Cargill, who they can go, oh yeah, Whoa. or get made by Jake Cargill. Jade, Jade Cargill's winning this tournament, it's happening. Yeah, it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Thunder Rosa did. I still yeah. got it in me at the Thunder Rosa might. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling whichever one of those two wins the semi is winning it. Mm. Um, the Lionel Street fight to finish off and Cody and Andrade, El, El Idolo. Andrade came out with an actual knife. Uh, yes, that was quite disturbing and worrying, and it just oh, oh boy, scary, scary. The match, yeah. I, the match, even though I enjoyed it, it, it was a bit spread out. At this, they realised they had like twenty minutes to spare in this match, so they just dragged everything out until the end, where they went, "Fuck, we well. better get it done." It was weird as well because, like, obviously on fights, it like the match cut out. So we missed like a lot of like the big stuff. 
Right. Okay. Did you did you not did you not watch it on fight? I watched it on fight. I think they've added I think they've edited it out now, so it feels like it's just an ad break. Uh, there's no ad breaks. It's an hour and oh. forty five minutes long on fight. Maybe now. maybe they've just got the footage back then. Yeah, they might they must have put it back in because I I'll definitely to, got I'll the have to rewatch fight. it because yeah because there was a bit um what was it one minute they were i think andrade just jumped off the top row onto cody what to the outside or yeah yeah and then the next minute cut out cut out for a couple of minutes came back on cody was bleeding and he was he had the golden shovel laughing yeah i'm with you yeah um yeah that was the main event obviously table spot at the end where he goes boom boom fire pillar and all that shenanigans yeah right brandy Rhodes came out to try and make a surprise return even though she was on telly like three weeks ago yeah yeah brandy can get in the scene she she's desperate to get that fucking tattoo off cody if she's fucking <laughs> fire to a table <laughs> <laughs> make him need an emergency skin graft <laughs> just in case just in case. <laughs> Just try pan off that tattoo right now with fire. So yeah. Uh, was was... Did, did you see when Cody pinned Andrade as well? And Andrade was still on fire and he was like trying, he was trying to pat, pat and Cody was trying to shoot pin him. Yeah, Cody didn't realise like his arm hair must have been on fire or something. He just like puts his arm around Andrade and he goes on fire. So it's like, yeah. nah, get the fuck. <laughs> Was Cody still on fire, may I add? His leg was yeah. still on fire. <laughs> fair play. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I loved the fact that Taz addressed it straight away as well. He was like, what the hell is that on Cody's back? <laughs> <laughs> to be Callum fair. I was like, just trying to like, was trying to just like hide and go, oh, it must be some debris from like the ringside area. And he was like, no, it doesn't look like that Excalibur. <laughs> To be fair, that bit of table, that's like melted into him. That'll be a yeah. nightmare to peel off. Have you seen the picture of his back? Yeah. Oh, it's upsetting. Yeah, it's horrid. Should we listen to a bit of W? Listen to a bit? Should we talk about a little bit of WWE news as a babes? We can't just put tunes on all the time, mate. Come on. We've got, we've got yeah. to actually talk about it. Got to flesh it out with some news. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, padding this week. <laughs> we definitely did not rush this at any point. It was we, all we, we had out. to we had to clutch at some straws to find some news this week. <laughs> so I'll I'll get us started. Uh, Peacock have announced that WWE Hall of Famer Diamond Dallas Page is going to be the next guest on Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull Sessions. Uh, the interview set to premiere on December the eighteenth. Forbidden door, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's another non WWE. Is he contracted with WWE still? Nah, he's not contracted with them. He's just he just appears every now and again because he's mates with Cody. I was gonna say it makes sense now. Yeah, I don't think he was ever contracted. Yeah, should be should be quite a good episode. Yeah, I I never really watch documentaries and WWE and stuff, so I haven't watched any for a while. I've not watched The Broken Skull for a while. Uh, yeah. Last one I watched was The Godfather, and that was very good. Fair, yeah. Mark Henry one was quite good as well. Uh, next up, Nia Jax revealed on Twitter that she is unlikely to wrestle again after a release from WWE. 
How will we ever cope? I don't know. Oh, mate. mate, I wanted to go to an indie show where Nia Jax was fighting. Honestly, that that would have made me go just that one match. Just just to see like Nia Jax first, like <laughs> I don't know. Or just, Swoggle. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Nia Nia Jax just wears in the cage in an intergender match or something. Oh, oh, she'd fucking David Arquette that shit right up. <laughs> Nick Cage gets pizza cut out. <laughs> Nick Cage, she, she'd, have, she'd have a running from Dwayne. <laughs> Nick Cage, <laughs> pizza cut Dwayne. Dwayne the Boulder Johnson. Oh, mate. <laughs> um, next up, Bailey uh, has been. She's been very active on on like social media the last couple of weeks after like not much activity at all since getting injured, that, which makes me that, think she's just a bit bored at home, Jay. That's all. That I is. think I think she's gonna be a surprise return in the rumble. To be fair, it is only a month and I, a bit away. I think that's why she's doing like a bit of teasing. Uh, she noted on Twitter that she seems interested in a dream match with some of the biggest names in the previous era. Um, However, in order for the match to happen, WWE would have to bring back some release names. Uh, a fan tweeted an old clip from the Bella Twins podcast where Lita says she would love to team up with Trish and the Bellas against the four horse women. Bailey sent out this tweet when um, the match was mentioned on her Twitter. If those other three ever get their shit together, then <laughs> for a seriously once and for all done for. Uh, I don't think they're going to get their shit together, do you, Aaron? <laughs> Lita ran away from that for however many years now. Whenever she last showed up, she's staying. She's working with Gail Kim now. She's no DNA. Yeah, Lita's setting up her own pro- uh, promotion, isn't she? Yeah. Is, is it not? I'm sure it's her and Gail Kim. It's her, Gail Kim, yeah. and someone else. I want to say it could be Victoria, but I could be wrong. Uh, someone along those lines, and that maybe Mickey James. Don't know. Yeah, w- w- one of them <laughs> lot. Uh, yeah. Do, do, do we really want to see the Bellas back? I thought Nikki Bella wasn't cleared. Oh, pro. She she got a dodgy name, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Bree, Bree's not gonna get cleared because well, Bree's not gonna do it because her husband's all elite, so she'll just probably get put through a table by Nia Jax or get brought back. <laughs> <laughs> She might win a Survivor Series without doing anything. You don't know. <laughs> Last time Brie Bella was in the ring as well, she did nearly like kill herself and Liv Morgan at the same time. That is very true. <laughs> so me, but I'd like to. I'd, I mean, Trish Trish Stratus keeps teasing the match with Sasha Banks. I'll be down by that. That'd be. Fun. I mean, our last match with Charlotte was magnificent. It opened SummerSlam, so yeah. It was. Did it open SummerSlam or was it Dolphin Goldberg? Oh. It was Dolphin Goldberg. Is that really a real match, though? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was two matches. Dolph got it restarted, didn't he? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the misery that night. Oh, gosh. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh. R.I.P. Dolph. R.I.P. Dolph. Uh, next up, WrestleVotes tweeted, interesting note on Elias, sources state that they had no end plan for graveyard vignettes. Just shot them to kill off the music gimmick. 
I don't know why I was going to do bunny ears like on camera, like folk can see me there. Um, as initial rebranding weeks, but is it? <laughs> come on, Aaron. Fuck me. <laughs> see what happens when you get me on a news podcast. It doesn't go well. You've got to do some reading. Good. <laughs> oh, oh, I got a shit grade in English, all right? Don't judge me. Um, as initial rebranding weeks, but looks back, look, I don't know what the sentence is, maybe. His Luke initial rebranding weeks back looked similar, looked to be similar to Randy right. Savage with colorful right. trunks a couple, and a beard. Like a couple of weeks ago, I get it now. See, yeah. it makes sense now. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Vincent Co. didn't like it. Back to square one. So, Elias, Elias 2.0. Is that what we're calling Elias 2.0 <laughs> is what you're going to do. <laughs> or basically, remember when. Um, like Damien Sandow stopped being Damien Mizdow. And they were like, and he was like, oh yeah, the new Damien Sandow. And then like next week he came out as Macho Mandow. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was going to be. Fuck's sake. Oh, God. Oh. I mean, I mean, it makes sense them trying to do the Elias thing with that because he does use a, an elbow drop and it's quite a decent elbow drop. Yeah. I've never, it's the only thing that he's using at that, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, interesting to see what they do with him. He hasn't been drafted. He hasn't been released. Um, He's not actually on a roster. No. Oh. Not what done anything it? since he uh, lost to a number one racist, Jackson Riker. Who's no longer with the company. Who's now been released, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times. Fun times. Moving Fun times. on. Um Brock Lesnar slated to make his WWE return on tonight's episode of SmackDown after his storyline suspension was lifted. Originally, he was slated to make his return on the December 10th episode of SmackDown at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. The idea would have been that he would have still been suspended, but by a ticket as a fan. That would have been the only way he could be at the show. Um, Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer newsletter, Lesnar will still appear at next week's show. He's also confirmed the ticket angle as the original plan. Uh, yeah, the Staples Center was tweeting about this, weren't he? Yeah, there's. I, I don't think WWE has a clue what's going on, and Lesnar's just like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't think WWE has a clue what's going on. Nah. If any man's got too much on his plate right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had to find that fucking egg. Um, <laughs> just slap Austin Theory, silly. He's got his new son Austin Theory to worry about now. <laughs> Austin versus Vince too. Let's go. Um, <laughs> oh, Austin McMahon too at, at Mania. Um, so what do you think is happening with Lesnar and Reigns then? If that's what we're I, going for. I feel like if they're building it now, it's probably going to happen at the Rumble. Because uh, there's also reports of it like ended up happening at Mania as opposed to Rumble. Yeah, well, I mean... But then how do you book a storyline when a guy barely shows up? I mean, they did it all right with, like, Brock in general, haven't they? Uh, all right's a strong word, Jay. Come on. Yeah. Come on. That's true. Just show a promo of Lesnar in 2012 when he had, like, more muscles and was more defined. Didn't have a Brock knot. He didn't have a Brock knot. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, it's WWE, so they'll probably just throw the fucking match together like two weeks before, like they do usually with everything else. Uh, or Lesnar does his usual, right, we'll get in there and just a couple of suplexes. Couple oh, it'll, it'll be the exact same match like the ads. They uh, have a Royal. Crown Jewel at Mania 31 at Mania 34. Yeah. Yeah. 31 was good. That's because Seth showed up at the end. But it was good before <laughs> that. Like, 34 was literally just a copy and paste job of 31 without Seth running out. And we got blood in 34. Because that was AJ, because it's Lesnar. Now we got it in 31. Did we get blood in 31 as well? Oh. 34 was when Roman got bust open the hard way. Yeah. 31 was when Brock just like yeeted himself into the ring post and started gushing. That was it. That, that's his trick. He just runs into the ring post <laughs> as fast as he can. At least he doesn't get concussed like good old Billy Gover again. Yeah, well, that's because Brock's got a fucking skull like a coconut meat. <laughs> <laughs> Next up. Oh, my voice went funny. <laughs> Professionalism. Let's go. Oh. Troy would have stabbed me by now. <laughs> Next up. During a recent appearance at a March of Dimes event, what would Steve, 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 Steve McMahon. Stephen McMahon. Stephen McMahon. <laughs> Stephanie McMahon providing an update on Netflix's upcoming docu-series on Vince McMahon. She states, it's scheduled to release next year in 2022. The timing is still to be decided. Um, I am equal parts excited and really nervous. I don't know what it's going to say, but it's going to capture his life and his story, which will richly deserve to be told. Um, at least it's about his story and not hers, you know. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, mate, if you, dig, if you dig deep enough about Vince, fucking hell. Some... Oh, no mercy, 2003 rings are built at me. <laughs> I might have you heard about that fucking interview you did in Playboy. Oh, yeah, yeah, de- yeah. Oh, no, genuinely, do you know what I'm on about? No, has he got an interview for Playboy? Uh, just, just Google Vince McMahon Playboy interview and then... It's fucking harrowing, mate. It's like, what the fuck? Like, oh, no. It, if ever there's a person who probably should need, like, some mental help, it's Vince McMahon. I'm just going to click images and see... Oh, there's not really images. That's depressing. But what... No, no, it was like, it was like an actual, like, interview with Playboy. Yeah. 2001 but, full interview. There you go. There you go. Jesus you go. Christ. It's... Uh, there's, there's some dark stuff that he brings up and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> I mean, he brings up Owen Hart's, like, death. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, aye. Yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah. E- either way, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting interesting um, show. I don't... When they say docu-series, I think it's definitely going to be a bit more revisionist history. Of course it is. It, de- it depends how much, like, of a say Vince has had in it. And then it depends how much... Like they've actually like used like source material coming straight from Vince. Ooh. If it's like the one that they did, um, the DVD they did McMahon, where it was like them glorifying Vince like he was some like benevolent leader, <laughs> and that he was like some fucking visionary person. It was like, I mean, 
he was, and then he started thinking about how he wanted to fuck his daughter and make her pregnant. So you know, <laughs> who knows? Now he's um, now he just comes out with fucking cars with a big fucking gold egg and just goes hey. <laughs> Austin, kidding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely. Oh. And even like even like as as well the other delusional thing. <laughs> Vince thought his fucking Brett Screw Brett promo was the best babyface promo in all of wrestling. Fuck, right, dog. <laughs> he thought he was going to be like, Lord, there's a babyface. <laughs> oh, man. And then when he was getting booed, he was genuinely confused as to why he was getting booed. Like, because you just literally took like a beloved champion in his home fucking country. You know that number one babyface superstar that you had in your company? And you just shout on him. Hi, hi. <laughs> oh, I think it's going to be an interesting watch. I'm definitely going to watch it, but I do think it's going to be like, wait, what? I'll wait for you to watch it. Tell me how all over Vince it is. How, how, then... how much input Vince has had. Yeah, basically. How many, end, how many Kevin Dunn camera shots there are. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, let's get into some NXT, shall we, as a babes? So, this one, I don't know how you're going to take this, actually, whether you're going to be sad or happy about this. Uh, Beth Phoenix announced this week that NXT War Games will be a last night on commentary for NXT. I'm not sad or happy, to be honest. I'm just... That'll be decided more when I find out who replaces her, if she gets replaced. Just have a two-man booth. Yeah, I mean, it could the uh, Barrett and Joseph could in theory just be like King and Ross from back in the day, minus uh, um, perverseness and sexual harassment and all that. I was gonna say, I don't think uh, Wade's gonna be <laughs> fucking shouting puppies at a uh, toxic attraction. Puppies, what boy? Joe Gacy <laughs> comes up and just slaps him round. <laughs> That's a microaggression. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, I, I think they can easily do it too, man, but if they really wanted to. Uh, I, I don't know who they Works would... on SmackDown. Yeah, I don't know who they would get if they are replacing Probably, Beth. Probably here? Nigel McGuinness. Is he not on UK? He is, and he's on 205 Live. All right, okay. And it's, I think it's him and Vic on 205 Live, actually. They, they must do that like once. But then it's where the Vince thinks there's two British men on this. People yeah. don't know the difference. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And are they going to replace her with another female? Or is the question as well? Well, the interesting thing is that they were actually trialing Mickey James to replace Beth Phoenix. One, two, five, live, though. Uh, and on the the, the other on the pre-show of Stand and Deliver as well and she was actually really good but obviously um, things have think, changed <laughs> I, I think that bridge might have burned yeah I, I say burned that was like a fucking road bridge going across the Grand Canyon and WWE have just cut the fucking end off it's like PewDiePie saying the n-word on a bridge all over again yeah <laughs> gaming reference let's go of course, bring up PewDiePie. Jesus Christ. Let's go. 
do you want to do you want to take the, this moment to briefly uh, plug what you're currently doing on Twitch? Twitch.tv slash Untitled Dress Pod. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu Nuzlocke Challenge. Yeah. Baron's it, Pokemon Faint. It's permadeath. Yeah, it's very stressful. <laughs> and he's naming them all to have a bit of an attraction to them. Yeah. You could say a toxic attraction. Ah, Keep <laughs> it with NXT. People uh, over there. Uh, what you got next for us? Next up on NXT, WWE announced the launch of a groundbreaking nil name, image, and likeness program that will provide a clear pathway from collegiate athletics to WWE. Following a historic new policy by the NCAA effective July 1st, 2021, which ushered a nil era, allowing college athletes the ability to monetize their name, image, and likeness. WWE has constructed a comprehensive program to recruit and develop potential future superstars, dubbed Next in Line. The NIL program aims to enhance the talent development process through collaborative partnerships with college athletes from diverse athletic backgrounds. Why have we shoved this in NXT? Because it's about like the future. Yeah. Right. It's, about, it's it's basically like their new policy for new hires. It's got Nick Nick Khan's grubby hands all over it. No indie talents. No indie talents. No wrestlers per se. Yeah. Um, Actual wrestlers in wrestling. Nah. That's why it's called nil because no. No indie talents much. allowed. <laughs> you either I, trained I, I by just, Vinnie Mac I just meant nil no because no experience whatsoever required. <laughs> We want you to wrestle our style, all the same style. Yay. <laughs> um, moving on, uh, Dave Meltzer has said on the latest Wrestling Observer Radio that he's heard rumblings that there were changes coming for the Cruiserweight title. Um, Joe Gacy's on ATs, maybe the direction they go. Um, there have been several discussions about doing something different with the title. Um, um, so... As we said in the War Games preview, I think Troy did put Gacy before for that reason, before this news came out. Then I put Roderick Strong. Um, but since this news has came out, I sort of had to change that because it does make sense. It does. Mm. Vince McMahon likes to be different. Doesn't That's what he seems to be doing with NXT anyway, is trying to be more like social minded is that the way to put it um like very this generation like i don't know because jo- joe breaking gacy, down like, barriers and joe gacy's like um, the embodiment of that character but it's like a parody of it yeah and it's like as i say it, it it's almost like the way vince sees that kind of thing that's like a sign of weakness and it, it's very odd that He's made Joe Gacy like that. Yeah, it, you don't know where Vinnie Matt's going with this, do you? <laughs> I don't think Vince does. That's the no. thing. Like, it's gonna get called on the day how he feels. <laughs> I, I'd like it if it, if they're gonna do like an all inclusive championship, like have it like like intergender. You could even have it that like Joe Gacy like loses it to Ivy Nile by just getting murdered by it. Yeah. All right. 
and he just like hot shot the belt between the, them and the diamond mine. But then we're gonna it's get got a, the, oh, we're gonna get a twenty four seven title belt in NXT. I was gonna say it's oh bad. no, like, it'll end up turning into the fucking twenty four seven title only. Oh no! Just oh. all they need to do is try and make it more like like Impact X Division title. Yeah, yeah. Where it's, it doesn't have to have a weight limit, but then it's people who just want to have exciting matches. Yeah, that's, I'd be happy with that. Um, it's not often we get actual... It's just lucky we got the two ladder matches because the rest of the matches were just dug shape. So, well, it's they're going back to the WWE ruthless aggression era, aren't they, mate? Yep. I can't wait for it. the... Uh, I can't wait for the the documentary on NXT 2.0 where it's just like, oh, yeah, NXT was floundering. Yeah. They were getting beaten by the other guys. Joe Gacy turned into a necrophiliac. Hey. <laughs> Joe Gacy turned into a necrophiliac because that's what Kane did when Kevick was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't so, worry so about it. Why would Joe Gacy... Why, why, because we're talking about ruthless aggression and oh, the series right. and... Right. Come on, man. Yeah, then they, they they don't bring that up on there, the ruthless aggression. Oh, mate. do they not? Is that no, of course they? not. Okay. Right. They just sing its praises. That's why. <laughs> the, that's why the John Cena one's so good because he basically just calls bullshit on everything they're saying. He's like, good. "Yeah, this isn't true. That you were about to fire me." Yeah, good. John Cena like doesn't get paid by them. He can say what he wants. John John Cena's a fucking robot, mate. <laughs> A robot that still makes money off of merch sales. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Uh, next up. Oh, boy. Right. Stick, stick with me on this one. Kyler Riley and Johnny Gargano's contracts with WWE NXT 2.0 will be expiring in the very near future. WWE officials have been working hard in recent weeks to re-sign them. According to a report from Fightful... WWE officials began contract extension talks with Johnny Gargano back in October. WWE reportedly wants to keep him on board and have praised his work with the Way faction. That is fair enough. Uh, they know he's helped to create new stars for the company. Gargano recently signed a one-week extension that will see him work through the NXT War Games event this Sunday night. As of this uh, news document... The two sides have not reached a new agreement with only days remaining. So there's Gargano's one. Um, did you want to talk about Gargano? Or um, I, I, I mean, we kind of covered it last week, didn't I? Didn't we about the extension? Um, yeah. I get the feeling that he's gonna just take some time off to be a dad. I don't think. And then yeah, she can't be far away. Is she had the baby yet? No. Um, she can't be far away then. Surely. Think she's due. Oh shit, I can't remember. Was it not like the Great American Bash or something that she announced it just after? It was round then that she announced it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think she's probably she's probably due soon. Yeah, I, I don't think she's great. far away at all. No. Um as far as O'Reilly is concerned. WWE officials also want to re-sign him. Oh, God knows why. Um, 
O'Reilly's contract will be expiring before the end of of the year. There have been ongoing talks between the two sides, but nothing has been agreed upon yet. O'Reilly has reportedly said to have been a bit surprised his contract is up so soon, as WWE often extends contracts due to injuries. For example, Tommaso Ciampa's contract was extended due to him taking time off due to an injury. Has Kyle O'Reilly took time off, though? Yes. Was he not injured at some point? Did Kayfabe injure them? Oh, with the jaw. With the the jaw? No, that was Finn against O'Reilly. No, um, just a concussion. When Adam Cole, like, brain busted him on the steps. And so then, why is why is O'Reilly said this then? Oh, I know, because uh, during the pandemic, he because he's diabetic, he took time off because he was uh, he was high risk. Ah, uh, that, that's fair. And then that makes sense. It's like rules for some and not for others. But again, WWE's maybe, always been dodgy like that, haven't maybe they? Maybe they just forgot about it. Yeah, WWE's always been dodgy like that. It's, not like mm. this is new new news to us. Yeah. Right. Do you reckon he's going to resign? Uh, the thing is, he's stuck in a tag team with a newbie. Uh, nothing's yeah. nothing's going. He's not going to get anything out of this for him. No. I this... think it'd be more exciting for him to go to AEW and reform Red Dragon with Bob Fish. And then they can have like loads of dream matches as, as a tag team. As long as we don't get fucking surfer dude Kyle in AEW, I'm happy. I, I think we probably won't. I think we'll just get Red Cold. Dragon kicking the kicking the living shit out of Jungle Boy. Give me old Kyle O'Reilly, and I'll be happy. I'm Kamora fucking Marco Stunts. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. What do you think, Champ? Will do? Do you reckon he'll stick around, or do you reckon he'll? If he doesn't want to go to main roster, right? This is the issue. I I feel like well, he said he doesn't want to go to main roster, not because, not because he doesn't want to go there, but because of because he doesn't think his body would hold up in the schedule. Because yeah. the schedule, which would indicate to me, he'd either stick around as NXT, maybe retire and become a trainer once he drops the belt, or he'll go somewhere else. There's money to be made for DIY going somewhere else. Oh, right? Yeah, you can go wherever these days. It's not yeah. like... And he could work his own schedule. He doesn't have to... Doesn't have to be like a kind of an oddity in this new brand. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm all for it, though. Like, just do what you want. Yeah. Champa's grown on me a little bit since 2.0 started. Has he? Yeah, just a little bit, not a lot. So, yeah, more, more than what he did before. That's a good thing the, for him. The shades of like heel champer when he had the guy Goldie, isn't it? When he's like yeah. champion. Yeah. It was like that shade of it when he was really good. Um, yeah. In either way, I'm intrigued to see what all these three guys do. Um, they are kind of like the sort of cornerstones of the original NXT, aren't they? Yeah. Out, out of who's left anyway. Like obviously Samoa Joe's there. Um still 
doing things. Well, uh, is he? <laughs> they re-signed him, give him the belt back, and then fucking stripped him of the championship, and he's just doing, like, admin now, I think. He got injured, apparently. Yeah, that was the most kayfabe injury ever makes. Come on. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'd be intrigued to see what all of them do, really. Could, could go anyway. Uh, right, we're going to... That's the end of the NXT news. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back with some AW news. Um, first up, some pretty... Um, I was quite surprised by this, but at the same time, I wasn't. News, uh, Big Swole announced on social media that she's the cl- declined to re-sign the new deal with AW, but there is no animosity there. Um, obviously, like, a time in AW, she suffered with uh, problems with her Crohn's disease, and she's been quite like open about that. Um, and she did. She did seem very stop start with like everything. Yeah. It was, obviously, the Crohn's disease played a part in it, but even the way they were booking it, it did feel a bit stop start. Um, quite like Big Swell. She thought she was a little bit underutilized, but uh, I'm um, not really. The biggest fan over, um, but as long as there's no animosity and it is like it's this whole they're starting to become a big roster now. Yeah, there's only so many people that can get I, so far up the card. I feel like a lot of original sort of talents from like the beginning. Obviously, their contracts. Um, some of them, I believe, their contracts are only up till um, the start of next year. Is it? Yeah, the, main the original maybe. the original contracts. Most of them were twenty twenty one, end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, but then there was a couple, wasn't there, that were like signed like May twenty twenty two, so yeah. it'll be May twenty twenty two, like just after double or nothing. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely it, it's in it's interesting. I think there's a few people we'll see leaving and ending up like on the indies doing. A lot more work there. I think she's up, she's gonna land on a feature. She'll probably end up in like somewhere like GCW, won't she? Uh, yeah, she might end up in Impact. To be honest, might end up in Impact. Yeah, uh, Jordan Gresham's got Terminus uh, Pro Wrestling. They seem to be doing a women's sort of revolution just now. So mm, NWAR as well. There um, you go. So yeah, but sad, sad to see it go. She she was talented, but. Just didn't ever really. I don't know. As I say, it was kind of a cross of obviously she can't help with Crohn's disease. Like that's that's it's amazing that she's even wrestling with it. Yeah. Um. So that with that and then uh, other health issues and then just not having like the kind of longevity and a a usage. The push. And the push. Um, she had that feud with Britain. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? I was saying all I can remember are really doing is that dentist yeah. match. <laughs> the match at the dentist place. Which was all right. Uh, <laughs> it was on the pre-show. That's how good... Or they moved it from the pre-show to the opening match. So yeah. Um, she did that. She had a decent match with Cheetah. Anyone can have it. I can have a decent match with Cheetah if I want to. That's true. If I wanted to, like I get the choice in that. Got a, de- <laughs> got a decent match with um with neither as well. I remember. Ah, like every every time, one. 
yeah, every time she's had like a big match, she's she has delivered on it, but there was just never really it was especially with AEW where they were kind of like building up the women's division at the time, like she was there. I think it's all it's always gonna be hard for her to kind of get the opportunities that she wants. Yeah. It's funny because that's exactly why she uh, didn't sign with WWE, if I remember. Because mm-hmm. she saw like all the May Young Classic people getting signed up to contracts. Thought there would be no uh, room, but yeah. Uh, what happens next? Next up, Dave Meltzer <laughs> provided more details on the Young Bucks signing contract extensions with AEW in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Brandy Rhodes, Adam Page and Chris Jericho all signed the same January 1st, 2019 to December 31st, 2021 contracts with the option to extend. And many of them have been extended, but no names were confirmed. I mean, Jericho's uh, alluded to it. I'm pretty sure Hangman did ages ago. Yeah, it's Cody and Kenny that's been quiet about it. To be honest, Road, well, Roads to the Top's just been renewed for a second season, so that means they're probably sticking around. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're really going to go anywhere, are they? Let's face it: if Cody went to WWE, he'd get buried. Yeah, yeah, they'd he'd get easy freed. They would bury <laughs> the bejesus out of him. Why oh, you want to bring a golden shovels, do you, pal? Come on, then. you want to destroy <laughs> Triple H? Just throw him with a fucking hammer, do you, pal? <laughs> Let's go. We'll, we'll get Hulk Hogan to rip a fake weight belt. <laughs> rip it apart. Put that tattoo on your neck. You're gonna have to wear a fucking mask now. <laughs> oh wow! Bring back Stardust. <laughs> Some um, say they're still selling those masks on WWE Shop for fifty p. Stardust. <laughs> wouldn't surprise me um moving on uh, from um leaving talent and contract negotiations to potentially two new signings uh dear old baby melter revealed that ring of honors jonathan gresham and matt haven were both backstage at dynamite this week uh after obviously ring of honor is folding in a couple of weeks they've already yeah bought jay lethal out of his contract they've um been chatting with the Briscoes, having the FTR have been teasing the match with the Briscoes on um, social media this week. The Briscoes are already doing like other stuff as well. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, the GCW tag champs, aren't they? They are. Them boys. Uh, yeah. I can't even remember who they were against. They were in. But um, I against someone very soon, apparently. Hopefully it's pussy. Do it, cowards. <laughs> Do it, cowards. Uh, I'm, I'd be quite excited if Matt Taven showed up. He does uh, not inform me. Uh, does he, well, Jonathan Gresham's too wrestling for me. So Matt, Matt Taven does absolutely uh, nothing for me. Uh, I'd be excited to see him. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Gresham, I think some of the matches he could have would like like Brian Danielson and um that's the that's the one, isn't it, that everyone wants. That that that's a V one, yeah. Uh he's he's just had that match with Daniel Garcia and PWG. Do that again. Um 
yeah, I'd, I'd be very excited to see Jonathan Gresham. Also, he's announced this week, announced a lot of um, of AW guys for uh, Terminus. Yeah. Which makes me, which makes me think maybe he's could be there, could have been there chatting about that, but maybe there's a bit more. Um, other than that, as far as Ring of Honor talent going to where AW goes, the only other person I could think of is probably going to be Dan Housen, isn't it? That has surely once he's Dan ha- done, Dan Housen, that has to happen. A, they've just released an ass boy shit. Dan Housen's got to be a lot. Yeah, it has to be a thing. Yeah. It's ridiculous if it's not. Um, yeah, that's the EW news. Will we? Yeah. <laughs> what have you got for us for the rest of the world, Aaron? EWG announced that Bola 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Bola 2022. That's the Battle of Los Angeles, if you don't know. Uh, will take place 29th and 30th of January 2022. Mm. Is that not the two days after? Royal Rumble? No, Royal it's Rumble the week before. It's been pushed back to February, on it? Is it? I thought I thought Rumble's been been moved to February. The, First oh, weekend of February. No, it's Sunday 30th of January, I've got. Oh. So, um, no one's been announced yet for it, but a couple of AW guys teased it. Kip Sabian said he wanted to be part of it. Um, Lee Moriarty said he wanted to be part of it. Uh, people have been teasing Jonathan Gresham. Session Moth Martina said she wanted to be in bowler. Uh, do it, cowards. <laughs> What's it usually? Just a 16-man knockout tournament, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But usually it's three days, so they'll do, like, the first day will be just, like, a couple of, like, random matches just to kind of showcase the talent. Yeah. It's usually, like, it's usually, like, a couple of tag matches just to kind of showcase everybody. Um, they'll, or they'll do, like, a, a couple of dream matches as well that you might not see in the tournament. Um, and then they just do the... the the tournament, the tournament itself, and the final ends up being a triple threat. But if it's a sixteen-man knockout, I think it's more than sixteen. Okay, that makes sense. It could be eighteen. That would make sense. Yes, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, because the last, if I remember rightly, the last final. Well, one of the last ones. No, sorry, 2019 it would have been. Or 2018. Either way, the final was Jeff Cobb versus Shingo versus somebody else. And it was just mental. It was just like a clash of styles. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I'm quite excited for that one. We get to see it in 2023. Um, moving on. Yeah, because of the distribution things for PWG. Oh, Oh. It's always like it's like they don't stream them, do they? Because uh, of like TV deals and stuff like that. Because they can't they can't legally do it, so they have to like put it on TV. Well, then again, that might change because it was it was probably Ring of Honor who were being funny about that. Oh, MLW and AWC and pretty nonchalant about a lot of shit like that. So who knows? 
Um, <clears throat> but yeah, moving on. Um, Kenta is set to make his return to Pro Wrestling Noah on January the 1st. Um, you know what I mean? Whoa. <laughs> That's quite big, to be fair. Um, he made his name there, didn't he? Yeah, he was uh, their number one guy for years. So Yeah, and when he's shown up in New Japan, people lost their fucking minds because of it. Yeah. Because they all expected him to just go back to Noah. Um, mm. One week before uh, New Japan, Noah, Wrestle Kingdom Night 3. Um, I'm intrigued about what he'll do there. He's going to be a bastard, isn't he? Let's be honest. Ah, he's going to be a that's, cunt to Noah, basically. That's his gimmick. Be a bastard. And why not be the biggest bastard to the company that made your name? Probably probably boo psycho neither fucking champ and then stamp on the belt or something. <laughs> Can't do that when you've got to have the champ fight Okada or Tanahashi probably at Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 a week later. Tanahashi? Tanahashi. Aye. Not Shingo. Do you think Shingo's getting picked over Okada or Tanahashi to be the number one boy? Come on now. Stranger things have happened. Come on now. That I I thought Shingo was gonna pretty much win his way through like everything else. Also, not win his way through everything else that he has. Yeah, I was yeah. I was very shocked he put the belt on Shingo to begin with. Not because he isn't good, just because he's not. Like the kind of guy they normally put the belt on. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. You seem very, very high on Shingo. That being said, a car that hasn't won the belt for like five years since he dropped it to Omega. So that'll probably have to change, won't it? We have to watch Osprey kick their ass. It's fine. Lose the one. Just no. Nah. Nah, it's not happening unless you have Pal. Just one. It's not oh, happening. Did, did, is it two this year? Is he gonna, good. He's going to hold the rest. And is he going to maintain his control and then escape with another? I don't think Osprey is going to win. And it's not because of like personal feelings. It's because... Well, it's not because of my personal feelings. It's because of New Japan's. I feel like they're going to be funny with him about the fact that he's like basically left Japan. I mean, he's... In America just now, doing things for strong. It's not like yeah, he's but, not doing things for Japan. Yeah, but he refused to go back is what I mean. Because of COVID, is it not? Yeah, but... Yeah, like... That, yeah. What, you made a day? They'll be funny about that. Okay. They want, they want their champion to be based in Japan. That's what I'm saying. What? So instead they have like three champions at the one time instead? Just give it to a card. <laughs> They just have three world champions at the same time. It's fine. But they're going to unify the two belts on night uh, one, and then they're going to unify the other ones on night two. I know, but give them give them all to a carder. Send them over to AEW to start fucking rainmaker and people make us what make us all happy. AEW <laughs> did have a guy that did the rainmaker, but we forget about him. Don't worry about it. Don't, <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's next, mate? And next up for PW Insider, Gail Kim is expected to be featured in a new authority figure role for Impact Wrestling in the coming weeks. So she is expected to announce additional competitors for the first ever Knockouts Ultimate X match. It's not what she used to do anyway. I don't know. You're talking to a guy that doesn't watch Impact. 
I thought she did that like a couple of years ago in Impact, and then she left. Oh, What's maybe. Don't know. Uh, it sounds right. I'm, I, the, it does the, sound right. They just fucking wheel Gail Kim out whenever they fucking need to like do something big with the women. She couldn't be a legend in WWE, so she's a legend in Impact. Yeah, I mean, to be fair... Story of every wrestler's life. WWE massively dropped the ball with Gail Kim, not once, but twice. Hey, former women's champion in WWE, Gail Kim. Remember that? And her debut. Yeah, and then her last night, she just eliminated herself from a fucking battle royal. She just went, nah, fuck it. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Fuck it, I'm out. (laughs) You'd love to see her. Um, yeah, it's, I'm really excited for that women's knockouts uh, Ultimate X match. Love Ultimate X. They must be pitting a fair amount of people in this match. It's usually five people, isn't it? Uh, usually at most, aye. But then there's also... been somewhere there have been like triple threats and stuff. Mm. It's usually five people. Um, and the last one was five people. Also, don't forget, they've got the... Um, the digital media championship, which is like the intergender title. Yeah. So just because they're getting quite a lot of female talent in doesn't necessarily mean it's all just for the one thing. Yeah, there's two belts up for grabs for the women now. You've got the tag titles as well. So and the tag titles, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Very interesting time for Impact. Um just keeping with Impact, Impact Wrestling Superstar Rhino will be appearing at GCW's most notorious event which takes place January the 14th in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, at the moment, there's no word on who his opponent will be. Who do you reckon he's going to face? Surely it's like a man's Joey Warner. Janela. Yeah, you know, man's Warner's injured just now, isn't man's he? Man's just fucked, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Joey Janela's a shout, huh? You'd think Joey he'd Ginelli. be a bit more of a hossy guy. Get, give a shine out versus Calvin Tank, man. Fuck it. Let's go. Oh. Let's go. Well, Rhino versus AJ Gray would be pretty fun. Uh, literally eight, like a bigger boy do that or Ricky Shane Page Ricky Shane Page aye just give that, us a bigger that, name that'd be nice he's, he's uh, preoccupied with killing Macardone at the moment isn't he though yeah that's fair though um, yeah. yeah it's just a bit weird because literally a week later they're in the ECW arena maybe that's why to get like to set up a match for that yeah I hope so he's from he's from Detroit though Oh, is, that's that makes talent. sense, yeah. Uh, okay. But, so he's probably he's probably gonna do that, then do the other, and then do the Hammerstein ballroom. Yeah. I can but, I can see them I can see them like getting a couple of like ECW alumni in. I hope to see you back in that arena, Terry. Terry Funk. <laughs> I can't remember what the second name was. I'm sure it was Terry. It was Terry something. Teddy, oh, Rhino, Teddy, yeah. um, I can't remember, mate. Rhino, real name, because it's going to bug my happiness now. Terence Guido Guerin. Have, have you seen, have you seen the pictures, the videos of him when he was running for mayor? Oh, no, I don't. He, he's, he's walking around with like a little suit, like a little yellow suit. Giving up flyers to people. No, no. Lesson. Images. He didn't go on anybody. Oh, he's got a little dicky bone. Oh, yeah, no. dicky bone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mustard yellow. Lesson. Oh. 
That's enough of that. That's giving me nightmares. Yeah. What have we, what have we got next anyway, mate? <laughs> uh, from PW Insider, Ring of Honor is already paid for the venue for their Super Card of Honor event, which take place during WrestleMania 38 weekend in April. As, as you probably know by now, Ring of Honor will be going on hiatus after their final battle pay-per-view event. Company officials continue to insist the promotion will be returning after their hiatus. There are no Ring of Honor TV tapings set for before or after next weekend's final battle pay-per-view event. The TV tapings from November include content that will run through Christmas week. Following that, the company will be airing archival content. Mm. They've been putting a lot of God. Sorry, if it's a supercard event, was it not with New Japan last time? It was with New Japan. However, they've been doing a lot of work with MLW recently. So you think it might be like a Ring of Honor MLW? Possibly. If there's no contracted wrestlers in Ring of Honor anymore. They could literally do like a BWG style show. Yeah, I mean, the 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 two like loyals like wrestlers that aren't contract that you just pay on a match basis or yeah yeah like Matt Saban he's going to be there for like life. (laughs) Don't think I I I don't see him going to AEW because I know he he doesn't get on with quite a few people there. That being said, Pepsi Man's there. Yeah, there's bigger names than Matt Taven that you could pick out of that. Like roster that's in Ring of Honor, so yeah, but I mean, ones that'll stick around. Uh, Jay Lethal would have been the one I thought would have, but then obviously, he just like rocked up like a fucking Ralph for sinking ship as soon as AEW gave him the fucking chance. Oh, money! Oh, yeah. Um, moving on, uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated took to Twitter earlier today to announce the PWI Tag Team 50 list. Um, the Young Bucks topped the list this year after they barely missed out on being in the top 10 last year. FTR, who ranked number one last year, did not place in the top five. Um, so we'll go from fifth to first. So fifth, ALK, uh, Gialir, is that? And I Siori, think so. I from, think so. Um, from Stardom. Uh, the Usos, um, number four. Both of those teams were unranked in the top 50 last year. It always yeah. makes sense because one of them was injured most of the yeah. year. So. And then I think ALK only formed this year. Right, okay. Or late last year. Um, number three, Dangerous Techers, the team of Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, they've been like Dude, the no. only tag team in fucking New Japan, so that makes sense. It's been consistent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're up from 30 this year. Um, number Taichi. two, Lucha Brothers. Tai Chi and a tag team that's number three in the world. Fuck me. What's the world come to? <laughs> you, you know, you know, there's a fucking pandemic when that's happened, mate. <laughs> Not even the best team in fucking Suzuki Goon. <laughs> yeah, uh, number two, Lucha Brothers, and number one, the Bucks. Um, Lucha Brothers were seventh last year, the Bucks were 11th last year. Um, thoughts? On uh, your top five, um, I can't really say much about ALK. I I just don't watch Stardom, so I couldn't tell you. Um, yeah, I'm not too familiar with them myself. Don't I? Don't 
I watch bits of stardom. I don't watch yeah, um, like religiously. Usos make sense. Like not only have they been champs and they've been doing stuff together, but they're also constantly in the main event like storyline on yeah. SmackDown. They're constantly a part of it, so you see them every week. Yeah, I'd say it's fair that they're the top team and out with WWE for sure. Yeah. Um, Dangerous Techers um, it's the only team we've already stated that are consistently I always see videos and headlines of Dangerous Techers yeah, it's the only team I've seen G.O.D. were about for a bit uh, Naito and Sonado a few of them for a bit yeah. uh, um, Lucha Bros obviously tag champs um, the Phoenix does wonders. Penta is not that far behind them. Together, they're just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, and then the Young Bucks, they've been massive, dirty heels at buy shoes. Yeah. And they've that been... cage match. <laughs> and that cage match. And that cage match. Not just the cage match, that was well. When you think, like, in the last uh, 12 months, like, some of the matches they have had, like, the Kingston and Mox one was awesome. Kingston and Mox. What was the... Yeah. And didn't he do Phoenix and Penta as well? Yeah, normal match, yeah. Oh, sorry, not Phoenix and Penta, sorry, Pack and Penta. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, I'd agree with that top four I, I anyway. Think, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the books have been consistent. Yeah. We got next four is mate. Jesus Christ. You put this in here. I put this in here and I didn't want to be the one to... Scarlett Bordeaux continues to tease that she'll be opening an OnlyFans account in the near future. Bordeaux took to Twitter today announcing that she's planned to launch her account in January. She says, I think it's going to be a January OnlyFans launch. A riveting behaviour. She's so overrated. She's just eye candy. I don't understand everyone's fascination. I mean, I do, but I don't to that extent. If you get my dress. She's a good manager. Oh, all she does is prance a bit and then lip sync half a song. She doesn't even do she the whole song. the song as well. She actually sang the song. That, didn't, that... didn't you see that sizzle reel video she did where she was like jamming him, like fucking fellas and all that? Aaron, Aaron Cross's stuff in Mexico is pretty good. She actually does stuff, Jesus Christ. Yeah, she's like she was jamming and loads of people on the head. It was, it was brilliant. I mean, I only remember her in Impact, and she didn't do a lot there. To in be honest. Impact, literally, she was there to boost Don Don Callis's ego. She was literally eye candy, and she just stand next to Don Callis and he'd like try and flirt with it. And then she, I can't even remember what it was called. The smoke show. That was it. There you go. Didn't she, didn't she give him? Um, didn't you give Scott Steiner a lap dance at one point? Yep. Joke's on you. You've got a tramp stamp on your back, game. Who's Scott Steiner? Wouldn't it surprise me, to be honest? <laughs> hey, if Brock Lesnar's got a tramp stamp, I'm sure it's Steiner has. Exactly. <laughs> um, moving swiftly on from lower back tattoos. Um, no judgment here. Um, Definite judgment here. Appear. <laughs> Appearing on the Ariel Helwani show, uh, former WWE writer and Scooby-Doo star, Freddie Prince Jr. revealed all of the WWE releases have simply made him want to start his own wrestling, independent wrestling promotion. Um, he said, 
it makes me want to start a wrestling brand. Is, is that what it make, makes me want to do? Um, everybody sees that they get that and get they get sad. I see it and I get hungry. I was in carrying Cross's DMs for real the day the day it was it happened. I was like, hey man, I didn't go back to work for fun. I went back to work to invest in things. Imagine having Keith Lee and Carrying Cross on the same roster and making people wait to watch them fight. Clearly, didn't watch NXT. He was Yo. he was watching AEW on the Wednesdays, wasn't he? <laughs> um, <laughs> keeping their stories connected but separate, even if it was just indie shows, which it was what it would have to be. I'm not trying to go in for fifty million dollars on something, but there is so much talent out there right now that I think people would love to watch. Uh, Prince Junior began. He then said, "They literally had evil macho ma- man Randy Savage and evil Elizabeth with Karrion and Scarlett. I love them." They uh, then they separate them, bring them up, destroy his entire look, that kind of stuff, which makes me want to take my finances from one idea and put them into a new, brand new one, which I've flirted with before, and maybe one day I'll do. But when I see those releases, it makes me think about it more seriously. <sighs> I'd be intrigued. I genuinely would. I mean, it's just another racing company. It is, but also I think it would be closer to Lucha Ground. Lucha Underground, sorry. Because, yeah, because um, Freddie Prince Jr. is a big Dungeons and Dragons fan and he writes his own um, stories for them to do on the WWE YouTube channel on Up Down Down. Kaiju Big Bow. Oh. I, I, think, I think he genuinely would do like a proper like Lucha Underground like style, like, like not, not necessarily like Lucha Underground, but more. Like a, like the step away from wrestling, almost like almost yeah, like, like a film a, with yeah. wrestling in the background. Uh, I think he, like it, when he was doing D and D stuff for um, for uh, up up down down, it was quite interesting storytelling. That's fair. So I'd be intrigued to see what he does um, with that. Whether he'll do it, I don't know. I, I think. Didn't didn't he leave WWE because he thought all his storylines were just a bit too out there? I I don't even know who this man is to be honest. I'm not gonna lie. He's married to Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, oh. He, is, is that not who Fred is? Is he Fred from Scooby Doo the movie? He's Fred from Scooby Doo the movie. Whoa! That's just blowing your fucking mind. <laughs> Randy Orton did that weird backbreaker thing he does on him one time. All right, okay. Oh, is this when Raw had guest general managers, is it? It was, but, and then he was a SmackDown writer for a bit, off the back of it. Why, why was Fred a writer for wrestling? He's a big wrestling fan. Oh, top shagger Fred. And they were just like, they were just like, well, he's an actor. If he wants to come write for us, what, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> And then all his ideas were too out there, and he was just like, "Nah, this isn't working." <laughs> Redface Scooby Doo used to write for SmackDown. Jesus fucking Christ! I, I can't believe you've just found this out. What? As mad. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way I'm the only one that didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, there's. It must be a very niche thing. That's weird. It was quite big news when it happened. Oh, to be fair, I've probably seen the name and just didn't think anything of it. Yeah. And as soon as you said Buffy's fucking 
husband. Husband, I came exactly who it was. <laughs> yeah, he's also been quite vocal about how um, he was pitching for Jeff Hardy to win the WWE title. And Triple H was like dead against it. What, since he came back? I mean, I don't understand mm. why that's a bad thing. No, in 2009. He, he I mean, start, he Triple H was like, in the main event, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, but it, it's also when Jeff Hardy did eventually win it off Triple H and Triple But Triple H was like, nah, I'm not feeling that. That's but, it was, me, but it was a ladder match, was it not? Probably. At Armageddon. That was also. was Triple Threat. Triple Threat? Aye. Yeah. It Edge. was Triple H, Edge, and Jeff Hardy because Jeff and Edge. Yeah. Jeff which is and weird. Edge, that's how he got the title. There you go. Which no is Triple weird H. because literally, like the month before, Jeff Hardy beat Triple H clean as a fucking whistle <laughs> on the pay per view. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. So it was like, and then Triple H like won the fucking the actual title match. And then it was, oh, God. Oh, fun to you crazy bastard. Triple H, <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Two two Triple H references on on the old uh, on the old dynamite this week. Well, golden shovels, baby. And a sledgehammer. And a sledgehammer for the boys. So let's go. Right. What what we got? What we got uh, next week? This is our last one. Yeah, uh, our last yeah. well, we'll finish off on a happy note uh, yeah. after talking about Fred. Basically, we do. Uh, Mick Foley took to Twitter earlier today to announce that he and High Sports recently raised $22,000 to cover some of the medical expenses for Jimmy Rave. Uh, Foley said, hey everybody, it's a hardcore legend, Mick Foley, along with Michael, the High Spots impresario. And we are just so grateful to everyone who contributed to our auction and signing tonight. We have raised over $22,000 to help Jimmy Rave out for his medical bills and living expenses. My heart is really full. I'm just so happy right now. And thank you to all of you who helped me make it come true. Thank you. Have a nice day. Uh, If for some reason you didn't know, Jimmy Rave lost both his legs. And his arm. And his arm. He lost, well, he lost his arm and then he lost both his legs because of infection from his arm. Yeah. Um, which is insane and really sad because he was a very good wrestler. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there was or, a go for awesome, me and then Mick Foley helped out. Awesome, awesome action by Mick Foley there. The the nicest man in all of the wrestling. Yeah. Forever and always the nicest man. Top, top guy, Mick Foley. Top shatter, yeah, Mick that's Foley. A, top shatter, Mick Foley. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say anything about Noel. Christmas after all. Um his favorite time of the year. Um but yeah, that's been uh, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast News. Um if you're listening on Jack's radio, there'll be some music following up. I, I hope Troy decides to play the Scooby Doo theme because yes. Aaron's just been talking about Scooby Doo. <laughs> Let's go. If not, um Aaron, where can people find us? You can catch us at Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Facebook, YouTube. And something else, podcast outlets. There you go. And you can get us at Untitled Dress Pod, all one word, Twitter, Discord, and there's always another one Instagram. Instagram, there you go. And Twitch. And Twitch, there you go. Actually, no, I think Instagram's Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Well, there remember. you go. See, see, there you go. Untitled Dress and Podcast or Untitled Dress Pod. 
take your pick and you might you get want, us on our social media. Do you want, do you want, to, <laughs> do you want to give another little shout out to your, uh, your, what you're currently doing on Switch? You can catch me on Twitch at Untitled Dress Pod, where we're doing our Pokemon Nuzlocke Challenge. Parts one and part two are already there. There's plenty of rules, but moral of the story, we have to beat the Elite Four by only catching a Pokemon on each route. And the first one you see, well, it's not the first one you see, it's just you shut your eyes and just walk through grass. And if a Pokemon faints, you can never use it again. So stress levels through the roof. Fun, fun, fun. It's been very entertaining watching our enormous having nerves break down playing with Pokemon. You critical hit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes. Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>